Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> hey, hey, what's, what's up, up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Double Dose Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Shonda. I'm Chanel. And we are Double Portions. We are here together with another episode of the Double Dose Podcast. Where yes. We talk about everything from. We're so excited to join in. And we talk about everything from faith, lifestyle, life, business, business, hot topics, all of that. Personal branding. Everything in between. Mental health. Period. All the above. <laughs> Anything that has to do with Shonda and Chanel, this is a podcast where it fuses together. This is a, a conglomeration. This of, is an affiliation. Of Dr. Shonda and Chanel and our two brands. Our two brands coming together. Colliding. So to we, make something beautiful. Yes. We are so excited um, to make something beautiful on today. Uh, we got some interesting topics to talk about. Yes. So Tell let's, us about what you've been up to. Let's jump right on in. Yes. So well, the check-in. So what have you been up to? Yeah. Let's jump into the check-in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have I been up to? Listen, I have been busy, busy, okay? So, um, yeah, I have done a panel with the Congressional Black Caucus. Hey. That was very exciting, super dope. Like, I always, you know, when I moved out here, I knew that the CBC was, like, for the who's who. It was the place to be. Yeah. Um, and I knew I wanted to be invited to things. But I never imagined that I'd be invited to speak. Um, especially, like, this year. You never 20- thought that? I didn't, I didn't know. But you know what? I was, I write down every prophecy that I receive. Yeah. I was listening or I was reviewing my prophecies and I saw a prophecy from um, Joseph Foster, our bro in Atlanta. And he said that there is a grace that's on me for things like the Congressional Black Caucus. He na- yep, yep. <laughs> and he named a, a few other things um, that's going to be in my future. And I didn't realize, I was like, you ever have an aha moment with yeah. God? Like, wow, God, you really spoke this and it yeah. happened. Um, I had that moment. So shout out to our bro, uh, Prophet Joseph Foster. Um, he definitely, you know, spoke that into my life when mm-hmm. he prophesied. And that's something that recently came to pass. I also did the Equity Summit um, for the Delaware Interscholastic Athletic Association in Delaware. So that was super cool. Uh, talking about my two passions, sports and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, what else? Just working hard, yes. you know, and living we can, life. Listen, we don't just do this just to do it. We we are, we get paid to speak. I just want to clarify oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Um, because a lot of people ask me like, oh, you got a lot of speaking engagements. Do they pay you or do you do that for free? No. Oh, no, baby. This is a job. Like, this is another none. stream of income. Because um, <laughs> Uncle Joe got these student loans that coming back. But <laughs> He's no, from he, Delaware, so I mean that, that's our uncle by default. Everybody related to Delaware. He ain't my uncle. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> um, but no, he he got student loans. he got student loans coming back. So yeah, I don't we we don't speak for free. Not over here. Why would I? Why would I? No, that's mishandling my gift. I feel as though if I get to a place to where I can do that, like maybe once I'm retired or. I might do like something pro bono every now and then. So one thing that I will consider is Eric Thomas, the ET, the hip hop preacher. Mm-hmm. He does like big corporate engagements, like Coca Cola. He'll get fifty thousand dollars. He'll do like a right. um, deal with like the NBA, fifty thousand dollars. But then for a school, he'll do it he'll for do free. It free right. right. I'll do something like that. But guys, you gotta put me in the fifty thousand dollar position. Period. Like get, get. I'll do it, but now once put me once in he cut that fifty thousand dollar check, listen. I, Y'all can put like right. call me, call I, me. I will come for free. <laughs> um, but no, that's dope. So CBC. So since we're talking about prophecies, 
something that I had actually brought up on my podcast recently for an episode that's going to drop next week. Um, I said the same thing. Very similar. Like, prophecies that I've been reviewing, being that it's the last quarter of the year. Yep. Uh, I received recently a, po- a prophecy from another uh, friend of ours, Pastor Craig Mitchell. And mm-hmm. he was basically saying, like, Shout God is saying in this last stretch of the year, be specific for what you ask for. Mm-hmm. Be specific for what you ask for, and God is going to um, show up in that area. And so, like, when I tell you I've been so specific in my prayers or whatever, and I, I realized, like, okay, my speaking... For the last quarter, like speaking and travel like that, it has slowed down. I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to do? Right. And then I was just telling you the other day, I got an influx of a bunch of like meetings with like big people. Right. Like I can't name the the brands and associations right now, but it's just like back to back meetings throughout the rest of the quarter. Yeah. I'm like, okay, God, I get it now. And so in this last stretch of the year, I'm praying for favor. Yes. With like the like podcast networks mm-hmm. and like this person and that person and this person. Like I'm praying for favor mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I feel as though the favor of God, um, the heart of the king's in the hand of God. He turns yeah. his water and it should go. It should go. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm believing that the heart of the king is in the hand of God and he's going to turn that, you know, their hearts in my favor. Absolutely. I love that scripture. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Anytime, favorites. anytime I go like to a speaking engagement or something, I call mm-hmm. my dad for prayer. Or anytime we have a big meeting like that, right. I call my dad for prayer, and that's one of the things that he'll usually like cover us with. Exactly. Exactly. Pause. Remember that time we were at Dell State's campus, and we were on what happened? We were on disciplinary probation or something. Okay. We got on this way and we started praying, like, because we had to go to uh, appeal at Miss Duffy's office, who was uh-huh. over all the judicial affairs. Right. And we was like, Lord, the heart, the king, the heart of the king is in your hand. Please turn it as water the way that you go. We still ended up on probation, but God is still good. Yeah, I mean, we finished. We graduated. <laughs> we graduated. We go back on campus every day. We now go back and then. on campus, and you know, it's homecoming season. It's homecoming season, and you know, there was like a, a tweet that. Um, that kind of like went viral. It was a Twitter thread. And basically somebody was like, why would you come back to campus for homecoming after 10 years and 15 That's years? That's when you go. 30 years of graduating. I'm like, okay, obviously sis didn't go to an HBCU. Sis, did she go to... Okay, go ahead. Because that's, that is HBCU culture. That is. Like, it's literally homecoming for a reason. When I have kids, it's going to be a family day. Oh, for sure. Like, we're going to the game. It's nothing we're to see families. Out. Yeah. You, and that's the difference between going, being black and going to a PWI versus going to an HBCU. Right. When you return on campus, you're going to see generations. You're exactly. going to see the granddad. You're going to see the dad. Yeah. You're going to see the son. And you show love and respect to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I love it. I love it. And I just say all that to say, I think I was coming on that topic because we were talking about longevity or, oh, being on Dell State. And, you know, making our, we made our marks on Dell State. Oh, absolutely. Like, I can, 10 years later, we come on campus today, and People freshmen still, still know, know who we are. Yeah. Because of, oh, y'all are the twins that did X, Y, and Z. Right. Y'all are the twins who did, you know, this programming or that programming. Right. Like, that's, that's how significant our work was. That's so amazing, though. Yeah. That's anointing. That's oh, God's for sure. hand. For sure. That's God's hand. Favor. Yeah, and God's favor. Like, how is it that I'm 10 years removed from the university and I still got freshmen knowing me? That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Glory to God. 
All glory to God. Yeah. But it's homecoming season. Homecoming um, season. I was just telling Jr. one of our frat brothers, they got to get us right. Because 10 years in, I'm going to be strolling on the yard. Oh, yes. I'm strolling. Um, Ice cream. Ice, ice cream, cream paint. paint job. Yeah. I'm doing ice cream paint job. I'm doing that. I'm doing the AKA strolls. Like, I'm doing all of that. I'm putting me in the alpha strolls. Like, let me be over Right. There. So, for y'all, <laughs> the saints who feel like, you know, you're not saved if you're strolling. Listen, just give me a pass. Homecoming weekend. This is one weekend, y'all. We still save. If you see me in the streets scrolling and strolling or whatever, you know, just look the other way. Say yes. a prayer for me. Or just keep you lifted in prayer. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But what else is on the docket, Chanel? Um, what have you been up to? Uh, building the private practice. Yes. Should I say the news? Do you want to say the news? I, I think I should. Okay. Should it be its own episode? I'm, okay, I'll give them a snippet yeah. here. But what you also should do, though, is it should at least be like maybe a 10-minute mini-sode that we upload and you just talk about what you've done and how you did it. Okay. For these people and for your own podcast. Okay, I didn't think about that, but that's good. Thank you. Um, Glory to God. Yeah. Okay, so, y'all, y'all know that um, recently moved out to D.C. Uh, it's a year this month, I believe. Yep. Officially one year. Um... The net, I didn't have a lot of networks in D.C. Nope. I went out on faith, started a private private practice. In March, I went full-time. Prior to March, I was just seeing people in my private practice, like, here and there. Yeah. But in March, I'm like... You, was working for, you were working for other people. I was contracting with other people. Contracting. I had to work for somebody. Okay. <laughs> you were contracting with other people. Yeah. But then and I then was doing like, your own thing on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And doing my own thing on the side. Right. And so I was like, you know what, God... I'm going um, to try and go full force in March. But if I'm going to do this thing, I need you to be with me. But wait, can't, what did our parents say? Is that my, what is that? I think that's your phone. Um, what what did, did, our, did our parents say when um, you told them that you were going in full-time <laughs> entrepreneurship? You, you know, mom and dad are like, the, they, they, the, the, they got boomers. faith. Yeah, they're, they're baby boomers. They got faith. Um, they're going to say a prayer or whatever, but they also going to keep it a bean. Like, listen, you don't know anybody out there. You might as well work for at least a year before starting this private practice. Work for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm tired of working for everybody else. I like to sleep in and make my own schedule. Because baby gets up at 10 (laughs) a.m. Well, I see adolescents. So like, hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Perfect. I start seeing them around like three. Yeah. Um, and then I'm a night owl. So it's perfect. And I'm just like, I don't like other people telling me what, like, when they need things. And I just don't like that. Um, and Chanel, you've been telling me for years I'm a bad employee, but I'm a good CEO. I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah, you're, you're a bad employee. Yeah, but I'm creative. I, yeah. I get my work done. You're great at, at 
doing your own thing, <laughs> not somebody else's. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So with all that being said, and also another thing that I was battling, Chanel, I was like, you know what? I don't want to take insurance. Because there's so many yep. complicated things that comes with taking insurance, y'all. As a um, as a health practitioner, yep. like li- you're literally contracting to a rate that they say that they're gonna pay. So mm-hmm. like, um, okay, so if th- if this person sees you and you take Blue Cross Blue Shield, we're gonna reimburse you this amount. Right. And, and that might be like, oh, we're not considering your rate. This exactly. Is what we're this give is what you. we pay you. Right. Like we don't care about what you pay. Right. So I'm charging this amount. So why do doctors use insurance at all? Right. Um, I, I was watching an interview on Bravo, and Dr. Heavenly said she don't take no insurance. Yeah. She's a whole dentist. Speak louder. Say it again. She's a whole dentist. Y'all can't hear me? Check because it was, it was going out a little bit. Oh. Um, yeah, I was watching um, Bravo, and Dr. Heavenly, a dentist, says that she don't take any insurance. Yeah. That's common. Especially if you have a specialty. Mm. So Dr. Heavenly does, um, like, cosmetic surgery. Right. She does, like, dental implants and right. all that stuff. And she's a black woman. So if right. I'm a black woman... And she's on TV. Yeah, and right. you're paying for the brand. So, like, right. she don't have to take insurance if she don't want to. Mm. With me, people say all the time, dang, I wish I could find a psychologist like you who's a black female, who's young, who's a doctor, who has the Holy Ghost, who does all these different things but also yes. takes insurance. You're not going to find another one. I'm sorry. There's right. only one doctor signing. <laughs> right. Like, that's my specialty. My brand is my specialty. Right. Or one of my specialties. So what what would you suggest to the people? That oh, we didn't tell them the news. Wait, okay. hold on. But what would you suggest to the people that maybe can't afford your services um, and they want to use insurance? Okay, so that's another thing. So I also I I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to doing a sliding scale. Like I've worked with people who was like, you know what? I started paying this rate, but I honestly can't afford it, Doctor Shonda. I'm like, right. all right, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna treat you. Or your child because you right. can't afford it. Right. So, like, what can you pay? Right. And we kind of, like, go off of that. Right. Because you, you offer a certain a, amount of allotted people, right? Right. To give that. And who gave you that idea? You're one of the people. I did. <laughs> I did. Okay, um, let's go ahead. Yeah, okay. So, with no notes. insurance, no real network out here. No network at all. Yeah. Just, just kind of, like, building the brand myself. God in building a brand, building your social media. Yes. A lot of people find you on social, right? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot find of people find social. you on Psychology Today too. Yeah, even Psychology. Even though they're the, the man. man. Yeah. yeah. Um, people convince me to do better help. Oh, you should do better help. You should do this. But I'm they get what that. five dollars an hour. Period. Yeah. Um, but no. nah, better help is the man too, and I'll have a whole new episode out about how better help is the man. <laughs> um, and I don't care because, like, yeah, they they yeah. the man. Um. But yeah, so girl, mean, but we can never, I guess, have BetterHelp as a show sponsor. Was they ever sponsoring us no. anyway? Okay. But they sponsor everybody else. All right, but go ahead. They do sponsor everybody else, but they're the man. Yeah. So, like, I don't care. I'll be one of the only mental health professionals that'll call them out. I am never collaborating with BetterHelp. What do they do? They're the man. What do they do? They literally. I know psychology exploit. today is racist, but. Right. Okay, number one, they exploit mental health practitioners. Number two, they exploit uh, our, our marketing strategies in order to gain more people. If you go on like a BetterHelp or I forgot the other website, you'll find Dr. Shonda Reynolds. You'll find my information. Uh-huh. They say, oh, you, you, if you're looking for this, book with Dr. Shonda right here and click here. And it, oh, it looks like Dr. Shonda is um, full, but you can find another <gasps> practitioner here. What? That's, yeah, that's exploitation. They can, you can sue them for yeah, using your for name. Sure. Like there are actual like people using petitions to get their names off of that. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Are they black owned? Who? 
Better help. Does it seem black owned? So they use they market to black people a lot. Yeah, they do. I they hear do. them on all the black podcasts. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a part of exploitation. <laughs> I think they exploit in general. I can't believe that they're using your name. Yeah, they use a lot of practitioners' names. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, all right, but forget them. But yeah, okay. So the news is after how many months of being on my own, March, Unemployed. April, May, June. Shut up. Employed. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Eight, Eight months. months of being on my own, and your girl has officially made six figures in my private practice. Woo! Like, six figures. Confetti. Sometimes, right. Burr, 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 burr. That's the confetti? Yeah. All right, perfect. So, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, I didn't get to reach six figures in my first Ooh. year. It's not easy, especially if you're going the insurance route. People. Especially if oh, you're. Oh, because yeah. they're trying to appeal to everybody. That could be it, too. But they it's don't know not common. Work. Like, the first year, like, being in yeah. private practice, like, that's. you doing everything and it hasn't even been a full year. No, it hasn't. So, I'm going to make more by the end of the year. But that's so awesome. It's all God. Yeah. For real. Wow, oh God. that's so, awesome. Congratulations on six figures. Thank you, thank you. So it's already been 15 minutes. Wow, okay. We can breeze through some of these topics. I don't want to breeze. Um, <laughs> well, let's hop into it, though. Okay. All right, first things first, you know, what's up? She want to hop. Okay. Okay, so one of the hot topics that's occurring right now is Jeffrey Dahmer. Right, so are we pivoting into our show segment? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's talk about it. it. All right, so, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, period. So, if you are on Netflix, then you're familiar that the Jeffrey Dahmer docuseries and documentary, like the actual tapes that were used um, in his trial, have been posted on Netflix, have been um, created as some sort of entertainment for us to consume on Netflix. Um, It's a part of an overall series. They also are featuring individuals like Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. Who else? That's the lie. clown guy. He's Ted Bundy, right? No, no, no. John Wayne. John Wayne, Ted mm-hmm. Bundy, and a bunch of other people. But Jeffrey Dahmer has been like the talk of the town for the past month or so. Yeah. People are starting to dress up, dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. I, we're, I don't believe that. Yeah. It's a little girl on... I saw it on Facebook. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. She had on her little glasses. She had a bucket with a foot in it. Yep. Jeffrey Dahmer. People are playing with that like it wasn't real life. Like it wasn't real victims being impacted by that. We're not going to talk about how his spirit's attached to Halloween. We're not? We are. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, homegirl, little white girl. That's crazy. Yeah. That man, okay, are we ready to jump in? Let's get into it. He was possessed. Oh, for sure. He was he, absolutely definitely. And you can see in the documentary, and I, I don't know why they brush past this. Well, I guess because they don't understand, you know, the spirit realm and the Holy Ghost and all that. But before he would attack his victims, mm-hmm. he would turn on Exorcist 3, mm-hmm. right? And watch it and yeah. go into a trance. Yeah. Before he starts to attack his victims. Mm-hmm. Like, you can literally see the spirits. Like, you can see the demonic manifestation happening before of- he would... That's One of his victims said that his form changed, like his yeah. face changed. That's demonic. A hundred percent. Yeah. He was manifesting. Absolutely. 
And there were parts in um, the movie where they would show like his satanic Bible and oh yeah, like all those things, and like his he, altar, yeah, like yep. his altar, keep keeping human remains, eating yeah. human remains, and like that cannibalistic behavior, exactly. like that is all demonic. Yeah, having like even a, a desire to be with dead people yeah. and their remains. Yeah, like and that. like the the organs, like he would he would be sexually aroused by right. organs. Right. And like raw meat and stuff. Like that is demonic. Very. That oh is demonic. Um, so he's a very cruel individual. Yeah. A lot of Christians I saw on Facebook and stuff were saying that they couldn't watch it. They had to turn it off within Why? the first episode. Because they said they just didn't feel right. They can okay. feel like the spirit. And I get it. Yeah. Like the it first was episode a was a lot. lot. It was heavy. It was a lot to consume. You can't watch more than one episode in a day. Nah. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people were saying they could, they could, um, Sense that something wasn't right, they can mm-hmm. sense like the spirits involved in this movie, yep. and which brings up another point: there are definitely spirits involved in movies. Oh, absolutely! Like absolutely. I don't want y'all to ever think Hollywood doesn't get inspired. Oh, listen, by actual real life things, and it was a big um, post about Hocus Pocus too. Mm. And the mom was like, she said, hey, don't let your children watch Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. And then somebody that works at Disney commented and said, yes, I work at Disney. It's not a secret that Disney likes to have an authentic feel when they create films like this. Mm -hmm. So, yes, they talk to witches and they get actual um, spells and they tap into witchcraft to make movies. Right. And when your kid watches it, you're exposing them to that. Exactly. That's crazy. And that's why, like... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know. These new age Christians, y'all be letting y'all kids watch anything. Growing up at 126 Sweet Bay Lane in Newcastle, Delaware, under the leadership of Bishop Bishop Eric D. Reynolds Reynolds and and Pastorella Reynolds. Reynolds. Child. Child, wasn't no Disney in the house. Listen. Disney had way too much magic. Because T and Tamara was on Disney eventually, right? But we watched them. I mean, I'm talking about those Disney movies. Oh, yeah. Aladdin? Mm -mm. No, we couldn't watch Aladdin. No, a flying carpet? That's demonic. Right. How the carpet flying? I was talking to well, like one of my friends, and we, I was saying like, yeah, everybody's hype over Little Mermaid. I never saw we that never movie. Saw like, Mermaid. <laughs> we never saw Little Mermaid. Mermaids are demonic. Like, <laughs> yes. it, it, it's like it just never it like not, in our household. Yeah, and so like even as Christians, I think that we have to be better stewards over the things that we allow into our eye gates. Yes, the things that we allow our families to watch because it's so cute and fuzzy. Like people, Christians give it a pass. Yeah, because it's Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever, y'all give it a pass. Mm-hmm. But that's how that's trickery of the enemy. Right, he's used to dressing things up and making it pretty so that it can snatch your soul. Exactly. Exactly. That's why you can't get away from Jerome and Tyrone and Raheem. That that's how the enemy gets you. Like <laughs> seriously, he makes it appealing. He makes it appealing to the to your eye. desire. Exactly. Yeah. So you you continue to engage in that thing. So I'm a firm believer. There were definitely like spirits attached to this um, docu series that we watched. Yeah. Um. But I'm glad we watched the the whole thing so we could see the last episode. <sighs> let's get into the last episode. I had mixed feelings. Okay. But, okay, let's, the, but Jeffrey, in a nutshell, Jeffrey Dahmer was a very cruel individual. We know yeah. that he, you know, 
killed individuals, ate their remains, yeah. drilled. I can't get past the idea that they were alive and he would drill a hole in their head. Try to, yeah, try to fill their head with acid so that they can still be like alive but in a vegetable state. He would call them zombies. Zombie state, right. Because um, he wanted just for them to be there because he felt like everybody was leaving him. And another, yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's another thing, Chanel, that I really want to address. Um, I might even write a book about this. But I notice how like God really deals with me pertaining to emotions, and I guess yeah. it has to do with my profession, so it would make sense. But certain emotions are gateways to demonic oh, oppression and possession. Like spirits of rejection, spirits of loneliness, abandonment, yes, shame, yep. like all those different things open gates to you know oppression by right. the enemy, depression, exactly. Oppression, and that. I think we saw a lot of that with Jeffrey. Yeah, like he felt abandoned a lot of his life from from birth. You can see that his mother rejected him. His mother exactly. did not want him. Mm-hmm. So yes, that spirit started to work in him since he's been a kid. Right. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I don't know, but this conversation is like, right. It's good. Yeah. Um, um, okay, yeah, he was a terrible individual. He would, yeah, eat individuals, drill holes in their head. But we got to the last episode. The last episode. The last episode. And you know, he did those things with a very what we call a flat affect, um, no remorse. Oh, this is another thing I was gonna say. Remind me, flat affect, no remorse. Flat affect, um, no remorse. Okay. So another thing I was gonna say is the victims that he preyed on. Oh my God. So. He he lived in the projects. Lived in the projects. He preyed on people, a vulnerable population. Preyed on black people. Black people, um, Asian, Hispanic, Hispanic like, yeah, and but even mostly the, black, and even the LGBTQ community. Mostly the LGBTQ. mostly LGBT. Yeah. And despite like what whatever the word of God might say about the LGBTQ community or what you personally believe, right. People are people. Exactly. And no human being deserves to be targeted by a cannibalistic killer. Right. And I think that one of the things that really got under my skin with this movie is the fact that there was um, Sister Cassandra next door. We all got a Sister Cassandra. Yeah, we all got a Sister Cassandra. She was trying to... Yes. Yeah. She was trying to advocate for these individuals and, you know, crying out to the police. Crying out. Crying out. And nobody believed her. Nobody believed her. Nobody. She would call in 911 and they would just dismiss her. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but then we got to the last episode. Where he I asked you to remind jail. me of something. Oh. Oh, what's the word? I forgot. Flat he ethic. A flat he ethic. did it with a flat ethic. Okay. One of the things that, just in my observation of Jeffrey Dahmer, I, I believe that he met the diagnostic criteria of antisocial personality disorder, which was once called sociopathy, right? Or being a sociopath. Um, the DSM clearly states that there's no cure for this. Like, it's, mm. it's not something that's, like, curable. You gotta cast it out. Yeah, of course. You gotta cast it out. But I think that makes the last episode even more powerful. Yeah. Because the book might say this is incurable. Right. But what happens when God enters into you? Exactly. Life? But go ahead. Last episode. <sighs> um, yeah. So the last episode was very emotional for me. And I would say just for the, the body of Christ who watched it as a whole. So... In the last episode, we see that he was in jail. He was sentenced to X amount of years, life in prison, right? Yeah. Life in prison. No, and he had like like 30 counts of life in prison. It was 30. like 900 years or something. Okay, okay, yeah. So he was going to die in jail. Yeah. Okay, we all knew that. Um, but he was in jail. It showed him like kind of, you know, pulling pranks in jail and just not being remorseful. Mm-hmm. And 
somebody dug into him for that. They were really upset with him saying, Jeffrey, hey, you can tell by your ex that you're not remorseful for being in here. I'm a Christian and this really offends me. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, got it. So moving on, we see that he starts to feel a little bit remorseful Mm -hmm. or I guess feel remorseful. And he reaches out to a pastor and starts to ask like, hey, is grace for me? Basically, he's asking in a nutshell, like, I get it. I've heard about other people being saved, but it's it's grace for me. Mm -hmm. Can I be saved too? The pastor, you know, talks him through salvation. He says, yes, grace is for everybody. And he goes, like, I did so many horrible things. Like, are you sure that God can forgive me? He goes, well, yeah. I mean, that's what grace is about, right? So then on the last episode, um, he... They organize it so that a pastor comes in. They give him a baptismal pool. Uh, they baptize him. It wasn't in Jesus' name, but we'll take yeah, it. I mean, is he really saved? Right. Because, you no, know, we're joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but y'all, we're 100% serious. Kidding. We're kidding. <laughs> um, so he gets baptized. And, you know, he gets up. And you can hear in his conversation, the next episode, actually, he's laying on the, the bed in the jail. He's reading the Bible. So it's like nobody, it's, it's not an act. You can see that he's actually been changed. By himself. Right, right. So he's sitting there reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. He gets up to do work. He's up doing the work. I think they're like cleaning the gym or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, he's with his homeboys. They're having a conversation. He's talking about, oh, I think I'm going to give something to the church, X, Y, Z. So his friends can see that he's changed. Mm-hmm. Someone else comes in, acts like they're about to work, and then they end up attacking the man that was with Jeffrey. Killing him. Killing the man that was with Jeffrey, and then also killing Jeffrey. In a very horrific way. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Bashed his head in. It was horrible. With, with a weight in the gym. Yeah. Um, that was the last episode. Yes. So talk to us about what you felt about that last episode. Um, so for me, I will say I experienced a lot of conflicting emotions yes. as a human. Yes. As a human, I experienced a lot of conflicting emotions because we saw how, one, he treated so many people over the span yes. of, I think, 10 years or it might have been more, mm-hmm. um, killing them in very horrific ways and then accepting Jesus. Right. And that really kind of like brought about the conversation, like, is grace for Jeffrey Dahmer? Right. And it's so crazy because, like, I was even listening to other podcasts and some of them were saying, like, yeah, he just did that for show. He wasn't really, he didn't really get saved. He didn't really believe or something like that. Like, people really didn't think that he was actually saved. Mm -hmm. People really didn't think that he accepted Jesus into his heart. Right. Um Who who was saying that? Like it was I mean, it was another podcaster. Was it like faith-based or like just a regular it wasn't a faith-based podcast no okay i i don't know if as humans like i don't think we have we're in a place to be like only god is the righteous judge right so it's so hard to kind of like not speculate and not have emotions about this knowing someone who walked this earth and did such horrific things but also there's grace for them it so to that point, Shonda. To but it's also such a beautiful thing. Too. Yes, that's why it's I was like, so, it's conflicted. so conflicted. I was so conflicted because on one side, I was like tearing up because I was so angry that he literally killed 30 plus individuals, yes. young men, like who were headed towards their life. They were in their 20s. They were mm-hmm. in the early part of their lives. He killed all of them. And then he asks for forgiveness and he gets saved 
and now he's and gonna he's we're gonna be walking side by side in heaven. Listen. So I was upset that wow, he's not, really not gonna be judged for this. But then on the other side, oh I was God. like, wow, God. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Like, that's so beautiful. You really see the power of God's grace in this movie. Yeah. He's a sick, he was a sick individual, but it shows the power of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's where, <laughs> I think that's where we, we, as Christians, I think we have to be mindful of like yeah. the way in which we, we judge other people. Yeah. Cause there are going to be people in heaven who you gonna be like, oh, how do you get up here? What? what? <laughs> so, like, what? Dad always says this. Yeah. He says, the power of God is so real. God's grace is so real. God's blood is so real. I would not be surprised if I see people like Adolf Hitler in heaven. Adolf Hitler is a, or was a horrible man. We don't know what he did before dying we don't know if he received jesus or not but in the event that he did receive jesus yeah. we have to accept the fact that he's going to be in heaven right with the rest of us right. well if jeffrey dahmer was baptized in the father son and the holy ghost i don't know if he'll be in heaven but <laughs> i'm joking but if i see dahmer walking in the, the streets of gold through hey, the gates come here he gonna have to give me a fair one like what yeah. like you can be here quick. we cool but just you just gotta like I like I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah, but again, it's not but a guys. Yeah, that just it. Huh. The power, God's grace is for Jeffrey Dahmer. God's grace is for Jeffrey Dahmer. It's for, it's it's for you too. Those of it's you who are watching, when if you're listening to this podcast, God's grace. There's absolutely nothing, nothing. that we can do that'll make God take His hand off of our lives. That'll yes. cause Him to love us any less or love us any more. Yeah. And it brings me back to the scripture. Um, I think it's Psalms 103 and 12. I pulled it up, but my phone's over there. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the east is from the west, um, he separates our sins yeah. from us. Yeah. Like, he killed X amount of people, right. but the moment that he confessed Jesus as his Lord and Savior, the moment that he went down in the name of Jesus, like, the sin, exactly, <laughs> he separated from the sin. Yeah. And, and you know, changed. And, and another thing that I, um, I'm just kind of like just processing after watching this, grace doesn't come without consequence, though. Okay. Right. Like you can be a human being who lived a terrible life like a Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. And the consequence of his life was he got sentenced to jail yep, and ultimately people just wasn't banging with him and he ended up being killed. Yeah. So there were the consequences to his behavior on this side, on this side but yeah. it doesn't mean that he didn't have grace right. to receive Jesus and to right. accept Jesus in his life. Right. And to live in eternity. Right. Just like this this life is a vapor of smoke. Okay. Right. Unfortunately, he did pass at 31, but yeah. he's going to live forever in eternity. Exactly. And just like people every day, like they might, you know, I, I see people, I, I'm a true crime lover. I listen to podcasts all the time where someone, you know, they might kill their lover or kill this yeah. family member or that family member or a friend or whatever. Right. And this lifetime, they might get a life sentence, but right. they might accept Jesus later. Exactly. Like, and, and it doesn't mean that, like, consequences and grace are mutually exclusive. Right. Like, they, the two can exist at the same time. Similar to, like, 
let's say a std right an incurable std exactly so yes god god covers you you have grace if you know you fornicated or went against his will um but unfortunately if you contract the std or something that's that's the consequence yeah that's the that's the consequence that's the, the, the consequence for the sin against your body of course there is healing period in the blood but you know that i think that just proves our point further so Going back to the point, there is grace for us all, even the Jeffrey Dahmers, even, you know, if you feel as though you've done something that God can't forgive you for, there's absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing that can separate us from the love of Jesus. Yeah. I got chills talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Holy Ghost. And God's grace is for you right now. So if you want to accept Jesus into your life, all you have to do is confess. Pull over right now. Pull over. your cars. Lift your hands. Confess that Jesus is Lord. Confess your sins. Confess and accept him into his into your heart. And you're saved. And you're like saved. It's, it's, it's easy. Yes. And then we follow that up with discipleship. A part of discipleship is being baptized. Being baptized. Being a, a member of a church. Like doing these things in order to being be disciplined. a member followers. of a church. Yes. yes. So we love y'all though. We love y'all. Make sure that you are following us. And that you subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this was a great episode. Yeah, y'all. So make sure you tune in to the next one. All right. Bye. (laughs) Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.